so excited to get into our topic today, but we have a little housekeeping to get out of the way first. Our show is made possible in part by our patrons on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get episode shout outs, access to topic polls, and be able to listen to hilarious outtakes. We'd also love to connect with you online. You can chat with us in real time on our Discord server, What the Finance, Send a tweet to finance underscore what or email us at what underscore the underscore finance at protonmail.com. We've had a few heavy weeks in a row, mm-hmm. I feel, what the finance. Yeah. <laughs> right. Talking about yeah. homelessness and the housing crisis, philanthropic giving. Yeah. So I think it's time for an episode. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely a fun episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've been thinking about it all. I should, I say it, like our audience has any idea what we're talking about. Uh, right. We're going to talk about the movie Up today. absolutely what you think of when you think of fun. For research today, I did watch the movie. Aww. And uh, so I'm coming to grips, I think, with my identity as a, just at my core, a deeply cynical human being. Mm. Because I don't think of myself in that way. And then I watch a really sweet movie like Up and I'm like, oh, look at all these crappy things. Well, so, I don't. I think in part that was kind of there. Like, I think that was somewhat purposeful. Right. Right. Was to have that contrast so that you could see like how beautiful and sweet and happy things can be. And also like capitalism sucks. Right. Right. <laughs> And I, so actually what really got me at the end has nothing to do with money at all. And it was a new one for me, like today. But at the very end of the movie, right, Mr. Fredrickson, he's super disappointed because his childhood hero just tried to murder him. And he feels like he failed his wife who died. Mm. Uh, and he's looking at this photo album that she has had, right, like since childhood, and he is feeling, oh man, like he's feeling like a failure because he's like, his wife wanted to go on all these big adventures and he feels like they just had this regular boring life. And then he suddenly, like out of nowhere, notices that she's been putting in pictures of their life, like all along, right? Like for decades. And so as he looks through, then he kind of has like this awakening moment, right? Like, oh, right. Like I didn't fail my wife, right? Look at this great life that we have had. And what really got me was like, did he not notice when it was happening? No. Like Kelly apparently had a secret life that she was sharing with her husband for like 60 years. (laughs) 
And he didn't even realize it until after she was dead. I think it's all about perspective. So like, for instance, we're just going to love that I'm telling this story. <laughs> so early on in our relationship, Bridget and I learned that that we have, we have we're very similar in some ways. Like right. we'll, we'll be outside and we'll be talking and one of us will interrupt either ourselves or the other to be like, look at that really pretty tree. Aww. No joke. This happens a lot in our relationship, like going on 10 years of interrupting the other one to tell them to look at the pretty tree or the pretty sky or the pretty clouds. So in that sense, like we're, we're very similar. The opposite one morning we were walking out to our car and it was very early And I didn't handle early nearly as well then as I do now, Mm -hmm. which is saying a lot because I still don't handle it great, but I'm better about it. I'm much better. Learning and growing. Yeah. (laughs) So we're walking to our car and all of a sudden I was like, I wish that bird would shut up. And apparently Bridget had just been thinking, ah, listen to the birds this morning. And so I think it's all about perspective. So I think that Ellie was the, oh, listen to the birds this morning for their whole 60 years. And Grumpy Gus was like, I wish that bird would shut up. And now it's been years. And I'm like, you know, it was a really pretty morning. And the birds did kind of add to it. But sometimes I'm a grump. Mm, that's fair. I think what was more upsetting to me was him not realizing. Well, yeah. For so long. Yeah. I mean, that is a bummer. Yeah. Earlier today, you and I were talking about, like, why is the crappy company so upset that they can't buy the house? I don't think it's clear. In the movie, but I would suspect it's a point of pride on the part of the company, right? Like they just want the whole. It's like the whole city. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen the movie in 10 years. Yeah. So it came out in 2009. So maybe you saw it when it came out. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's probably been about 10 years since I've seen it. Um, And I did distinctly remember that piece because I always felt like that one piece never made sense to me. Like I. This, okay, if you're listening to this episode and you have watched up and you understand why it's important to the story that their house stayed on that block while the the company bought the whole block, please let me know because it seems very out of place to me. So that piece makes sense to me. Why he wouldn't sell the house. Why he he wouldn't sell it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. What I don't understand. I misunderstood what you said then. I apologize. No, what I don't, what I don't understand is why the company cares. Like, and the other piece that I don't understand is like, why is that? Like, I understand why he won't sell the house. What I don't understand. The other thing is like, I feel like up as a story is just fine without that piece. Like, in my opinion, when people give a summary of that movie, the part where the, like this company is trying to buy this house never plays a piece in that summary. So I just don't understand why that, like, that's the thing that I, I don't understand why it's part of it. Makes no sense. Well, I guess, so that nugget does make sense to me. Okay. Right? So, I mean, and it's right, fresh in my mind. So, right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's this construction company, right? They're building a giant ass apartment building all around his house. Uh um right the sequence of events leading up to the balloons he's sitting on his front porch there's a cement truck that is like backing up Mm -hmm. it hits their mailbox he's super attached to the mailbox because they painted it together like when they moved into the house it has like their handprints Mm -hmm. on the mailbox so right so the mailbox basically it gets wrecked because it's been hit by a cement truck and Mm -hmm. the um 
I guess to his the character's credit, there was a guy who was, you know, like backing up the cement truck and he was telling them to stop and they weren't paying attention. So that guy then picks up the mailbox and is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can I help? Well, Mr. Fredrickson is super upset, Mm -hmm. right? They get into like a, a back and forth fight with the mailbox. Eventually the construction worker yanks it out of Mr. Fredrickson's hand, but he gets hit in the head with the mailbox. Okay. Um, so then, and they don't say this. So this next little nugget is an assumption on my part. They call the police okay. on like an assault charge. The consequence of the assault charge is that now he has to move into a retirement home. Right. Okay. So um, then yep. the retirement home dudes come to get him. And that's when he lets all of the balloons go. Like, see you later, suckers. I'm out of here. You're not taking me to your retirement home. Right. Come on. So, like, the the construction people being there was an important, okay. like, catalyst for him yep. actually getting out of there. I Yeah, I forgot you know? about that part. And so then I would say, as far as, like, the company initially being upset that he wouldn't sell his house, it was just corporate greed well. and aesthetics. Yeah. You have people living in a 500 apartment building being reminded that they could, in fact, live in a single family home with a yard. Yes. (laughs) I did forget about that part. Okay. So the other rabbit hole that I ended up going down for this movie today. um, So in the beginning of the movie, um, Carl breaks his arm. Okay. As a child. Okay. I was curious, right? Since we're a finance podcast, I was like, how much? Right. So he was a kid in like the 1940s ish. Mm-hmm. That's my estimate. <laughs> how much would that set a family back at that point in time? And basically, I have no clue. Okay. But I did discover that, that it was during that decade in the United States that health insurance, as we uh, know and hate it today, started forming. <laughs> so that was an interesting little nugget to pick that is interesting um, um I, I guess at the time to um one of the things that congress did to combat inflation was to stop employers from giving their employees raises right like the rationale being that if people aren't making more money then things shouldn't cost more but maybe we should have at least that to yeah also at the time right like labor union labor unions are starting to really like hit their stride and so they're like okay well what are you gonna do then to entice employees to stay and employers were like oh we know we'll offer this extra fringe benefit to help families with their health care costs that's when all of that got going interesting okay so but yeah, that was a whole thing. Uh, and then as they ruin everything, Nazis also ruin socialized healthcare for us. Yeah. They actually tried to get that going like in the, in the 40s and 50s, but Americans didn't want it because it was German. Well, I mean, so, yeah. for so many reasons. Screw you, Nazis. Right. <laughs> for real. Yeah, that was also a super fun and informative rabbit hole to that was kind of go down as a result of this movie (laughs) 
So do we know, like, at this point, like, what does a broken arm cost now? Unclear. Okay, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that got me in up, too, was that he took an ambulance. Mm. There is an ambulance. Like, he falls through a roof, and then there's an ambulance. So you assume that he took the ambulance. And I have been fortunate enough to never need to ride in an ambulance. But I know that other people will refuse ambulance rides because of how expensive they are. They can be expensive, yes. But when they got married, his family was very like, mm, right, like, uh, like that painting, the farmer and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, or, and I was trying to like offer up that example so that our listeners who can't see my face understand right. what I'm talking about. And her family, I mean, so his family, they seem very not happy at all. That Stoic. they were getting hitched. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Her family was, like, going nuts. Like, they're all excited. They're, uh, I think there was, like, a rifle shooting through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, but if I had to guess, I'd say that they were so stoic and maybe upset-seeming because they remember that he broke his arm because of her and how much it set him back. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Right, because if you're just coming out of the depression, right. your kid breaks their arm and has to ride in an ambulance, yeah. you'll remember it. Uh, yeah. Or perhaps it was a lot. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the other thing that I really like about Up, and I don't know, I have no clue if they did this on purpose or, or what, but Dorothy um, also actually did a pretty good exploration of what toxic masculinity can do to a person over the long haul with Charles Munts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I right. forgot about him. Uh, yeah. It was almost heartbreaking to me, right? Because he, like, scientific community doubts him. He goes, well, I'm going to go to South America and I'm not going to come back until I can show you that I'm right, right? And then he's there for 60 years, Mm. right? And it's super clear to us that he's murdered other people that have passed through. Yeah. They're trying to discredit him. Or he thinks that they are trying to discredit him. And then there's one line that I feel like is just like a gut punch. He uses his dogs to find this bird. And he says, really sadly, I've lost so many dogs. Right. So sad. But he was so gripped by his toxic ego Mm -hmm. that he didn't ever stop to go, is the loss of these dogs that I love actually worth it? But no, it wasn't worth it. Right. But it would have been so easy for right. him to just a little turn. He already loved the dogs. It would have been easy to take it in another direction, and he chose not to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that also. I, I also forgot. Yeah, I also forgot about that part until you mentioned it. I I only had a very like vague recollection of that movie, <laughs> and even the part that I did remember. I was like, yeah, that's a great movie. And also, fuck capitalism. I mean, it's the root of a lot of problems in the movie, right? It is, yes. Like, Mr. Fredrickson is being pressured to sell his house, even though he doesn't want to. Russell, who's the kid. Yeah. He's so cute, right? Like, he doesn't know his dad because his dad is working all the time. He's being raised by his nanny. Like, his dad doesn't have to work that much. His kid is awesome. And he should stop working so much and get to know him. Maybe they have a lot of debt. Well, I think they live in one of those stupid apartments. So That's true. (laughs) I feel like I need to be clear. Like, just generally speaking, I don't think that apartments are stupid. Like, if you live in an apartment, I still think you're great. But... 
the ones in up yes stupid yeah yep those ones definitely are i think my favorite part of that whole movie though is doug that's the name of the talking dog right doug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. i love doug did you know that there's a, a spin-off series on disney plus called doug days <laughs> like doug not. and mr frederickson yeah oh my it's gosh great. it's so awesome oh <laughs> we just get little bits of it because the kids love it but i'm usually well i hear i throw russell's dad under the bus and now i'm about to make the exact same admission i'm usually doing something else <laughs> when they're watching tv but yeah it's really good <laughs> i may have to check that out because i i love dogs i love dogs so much it's like I am like the embodiment of those like ridiculous memes on the internet where <laughs> they're like, tell your dog I said hi. Or they're like, I've I've lived next door to these people for five years. I don't know either of their names, but I know the dog. Like that's the, that's me. I am mm-hmm. that person. I <laughs> I know all of the neighborhood dogs. I, I know one of our neighbors. <laughs> that's not true. I know two. I know two of our neighbors. <laughs> I used to have a nickname for one of them because I didn't know their names. <laughs> I know them now. I like them. But I I think that Doug is the best part of that movie. He is 100% the best part of that movie. <laughs> he's just, he's so adorable. <laughs> Another, I guess, animal adjacent thing that I love uh, is when they meet the bird. Yes. Oh my gosh. So... I mean, I guess I love the bird. Yes. I also love that Russell names the bird Kevin and then doesn't change her name when he discovers that Kevin is actually a mother. Yep. Yes. That is the kind of feminist parenting that we need in our kids. Right. Anybody can be named Kevin. (laughs) Right. You like the name Kevin? Congrats. Yeah, it can be anyone's name. Anybody gets to be Kevin. Yeah. Not anybody can be not anybody could be Doug though. You have to be pretty pure of heart to be Doug. It's true. That is true. But still, boy or girl, pure of heart, you could be Doug. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this took a turn. Yeah. (laughs) Part of our charm. (laughs) It's right. You know what I wonder? Mm. I wonder what our life would be like if, like, we recorded consistently on, like, Sundays instead of right as we're exhausted at the beginning of a week. <laughs> I wonder if it would affect our our tangents. I also was like, I wonder if it would affect our attention span, because by the end of the day, like, we just can't. And I'm like, no, I we I've... I've heard us on Sundays. We're just as out there. Yeah, I think it's just our awesome personalities combined with the fact that we are chronically exhausted. That's true. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what time of the day we're recording. No. We're just always tired. Do we have anything else that we want to touch on with regards to Up? You need to watch it. Yes. If you haven't, you should definitely watch it. If you have yes. watched it, you should watch it again. Yes. And thank okay. you for staying with us yeah. for this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.